This may be our most important edition of Over the Hump. Evan Budgerich here with Jackie Knight, the Director of Athletic Training, because so many questions this fall about how do you get student athletes back on campus? How do you get them ready to play? And of course, with football in full swing, how do you get these fall sports off and running? So Jackie, first of all, thanks for joining us. And I, I wanna dive right in because I think the most important question on people's minds is with COVID-19 and so many questions surrounding policies and implementation and all those different methods, how have you and your staff tried to handle this just from an overarching standpoint, especially with football, trying to make sure the kids are healthy, safe, and, and ready to play? I mean, it's been a struggle, honestly. Um, I mean, pretty much this is all we've been doing for the last, you know, five, six months is what do we need to do? How do we need to keep everybody safe? What do we need to put in place? And what do we need to have and do and plan for um, just to be able to even have sports? And it's, it's been a struggle, you know? I mean, everybody has kind of felt it across the board, not just me. Uh, everybody's been involved with it. Um, very much a group effort. It has not been a just Jackie Knight doing everything. Um, you know, everybody has really been helping out and pitching in, but it's been a struggle. You know, we, we had to kind of figure out what the best way to do this is and um, can we have sports and can we have them safely? And that's still obviously a question mark that we have, but I feel like we're doing okay so far. We're ready. You know, we've got a football game coming up this weekend and we're, we're ready to go. You know, we're, we're trying to do everything we can to keep everybody safe, but still be able to compete. Uh, you know, the Big South made some decisions for us, unfortunately, but uh, you know, it's one of those things that we just try to move on and, and do whatever we need to do to keep people playing and keep people healthy. And, you know, it's made some, a lot of extra work for my staff for sure. Uh, but, you know, it, it's what we got to do to keep people playing. And so we're, we're welcoming the challenge. Jackie, I'm always curious because a huge part of this is not only socially distancing, but creating space in, in training rooms and locker rooms and making sure kids aren't breathing on top of each other. What have you guys kind of noticed in terms of having to spread out your operation and maybe go from one training room to open air spaces and just trying to accommodate everybody? Oh, it's been a struggle for sure. You know, North Carolina is operating under a 50% capacity rule right now, which is not ideal for us in the athletic training setting simply because we're frequently at capacity. Uh, but, you know, we're, we're just trying to adjust. You know, the, the student athletes have been pretty resilient with all this. I'm sure there are times when they get frustrated because they have to be in the hallway versus the athletic training room or they're maybe not on a table right when they want to be or maybe they have to come in early when they don't want to. But, um, you know, we're just trying to be, you know, as creative as possible. We do a lot of things like here at, at football. We're doing a lot of things in our team room because our athletic training room you know, we're, we're at capacity all the time. Just my staff in here is at capacity. So we have to spread out quite a bit. But, you know, we're, we're doing a lot of things just to, to try to max, maximize our time, but still get the athletes what they need. And I mean, that just means a lot of creativity and working at different hours and, and coming in at different times and just trying to spread people out as much as possible. And sometimes the athletes, you know, don't quite understand that we're like, hey, no, you have to put a mask on before you walk in here, you know, but, but they're, they're trying, you know, they're, they're trying. It's just such a different atmosphere from what they're used to. And so it's, it's a challenge for all of us. You know, one of the unfortunate aspects of COVID, obviously with fall sports being shut down for, for certain sports is you have contact tracing now. And regardless of whether kids have it or not, there's a possibility where you could lose four to five kids in a practice or have them have to sit out for at least a week and, Take me through a little bit, no names, of course, but just how that whole process goes down and maybe some things you guys have to keep your eye out for with kids when they, when they come to the building. Well, I mean, officially contact tracing comes out of a different office. It's not through us, uh, but my entire staff has done contact tracing course so that we kind of know what to do and what to expect. And we kind of do some of the groundwork for them just to kind of, so we know what's going on. But I mean, really it, it comes down to who got sick 
and then who they were around within the last couple days. And that sometimes is a really a struggle. We've had a few instances where they didn't know or they said, oh, I was around this one kid that plays this one sport and, but they didn't know their name. And, you know, so that was kind of a difficult challenge to try to figure out who that was. Um, we've actually had an instance where, you know, they named the wrong person. That kid was like, I don't know who this person is. And unfortunately, sorry, you were named and you have to sit out now, you know, and it's that, that part, those things have been really a struggle because we don't want anybody to sit out, but at the same time, we have to be safe. And coaches are not happy when we walk up and say, hey, by the way, these five kids are now in quarantine because they were around so-and-so or they were in a class with somebody that, you know, was, was sick or something like that. Um, but so far in athletics, anyways, I can't comment on the rest of the school, but we haven't had anybody who's been in quarantine that's gotten sick. Um, so we're, we're really, really happy about that. Knock on wood. Um, hopefully that continues. But, you know, we have, we've had a lot of athletes that have had to be in quarantine, some of them a couple times, which is really unfortunate. Um, they, they've really struggled with that and trying to stay away and, and all that. But um, it's, been a, it's been a challenge trying to figure it out and trying to figure out who they're around and then is it affecting any of my staff? Uh, because we are very close proximity to them a lot of times. Um, and we've had uh, a couple that have had to go into quarantine for my staff. Thankfully, again, none of us have gotten sick. Again, knock on wood for that. But, um, you know, it really, if, if one of us were to get it, it would really affect the entire athletic training department because we can only get so far away. You know, I mean, I share an office with somebody. He's not six feet away from me. And, you know, um, there's nothing I can do about that. So, you know, we're, we're trying to do everything we can to maintain that distance. But at the end of the day, you know, sometimes people have to go into quarantine and, you know, we just have to make the best of it. You know, Jackie, in terms of the on-field stuff, we, we see you perusing practice and you and your staff are walking around. I want to pull back the curtain because you guys have a neat walkie-talkie system and have to communicate with five or six people over the course of, you know, 120 yards. So give us, give us a sense of how, obviously you're keeping an eye on COVID stuff, but just in terms of the day-to-day -day injury prevention, you know, how does that all go down and unfold for, for you guys? Well, a lot of times it's nonsense, honestly. <laughs> we talk a lot of nonsense on there. Um, there. There are a lot of random statements that we make throughout the day uh, on those, but game time, obviously it's different. We try to focus and, you know, professional and all that, but, um, but no, we do use them for actual practical purposes. You know, if someone is evaluating uh, a student athlete across the field, I may radio, hey, do you need help? Are you good? Do you need anything? Or if someone's inside, they take an athlete inside maybe for a concussion eval, hey, are you okay? Do you need help? You know, that kind of thing. Um, we do use a lot of hand signals too, actually. Uh, you know, if, if something happens, someone goes down in the field, we have some hand signals that we use during games too, because sometimes it's really loud and you can't hear us through the walkie talkies. Um, but you know, it's, it's, it's one of those things that's really more prevention wise. If I need something, I can ask them a question right then. Or if coach comes up and asks me a question that I don't know the answer to, I can radio and get an answer or, you know, what, whatever the case is, if someone needs help, they can call for it right away versus me trying to watch for them all over the field and, and figure out where they're at. But like I said, we do have a lot of nonsense that goes on there too. Random comments and jokes back and forth and, you know, that kind of stuff. But um, someone gets run into, there's always comments there. But, um, but no, for the most part, we, we use that to communicate and figure out, you know, if everybody's okay, if anybody needs anything. Um, and then, like I said, there's a lot of hand signals and <laughs> all sorts of stuff that we do to, to make sure people know what's going on. Well, gosh, with the, the fall camp and especially with football from your standpoint, you guys are spending 15, 18 hour days together. So I totally get it yeah. uh, with the jokes. Ja Jackie, I'm curious, too, because obviously you're trying to prevent kids from, from getting hurt and, and maintaining their health. But what's been the communication like with Mike Minner, the, the coach you deal so much with with football? 
just in terms not only of the COVID protocols that you guys have been working on together, but just trying to work through a shortened fall camp and, and trying to get kids ready to play? You know, we've always had a really good relationship. Um, when he first came in, I wasn't sure what to expect. You know, um, he's coming in from the NFL and he played at, you know, Nebraska and all this. And I, you know, I didn't really know what, what to expect. Um, and he was pretty upfront right away. You know, he'd never worked with a female athletic trainer before. And so, you know, I was kind of nervous, but we've had such a great relationship from day one. Um, you know, I, he knows I'm pretty blunt. I'm going to say exactly what I think. And, um, and I think he takes that, you know, as a, as a positive most of the time, hopefully, <laughs> but um, you know, I think there's just that mutual respect there. And so we communicate pretty openly and, you know, sometimes I'll get a random text message with a link to the CDC website and he'll be asking me a question. And, um, you know, we just, we try to talk about everything. And so we're kind of on the same page as much as we possibly can be. And obviously we have very different viewpoints on a lot of things. And at the end of the day, you know, his main focus is football, but he wants his, his athletes to be healthy and safe. Um, my, my focus is gotta be the, the, you know, mental and physical health of, of the student athletes and then football. You know, I want to, I want to win just like everybody else does. But um, so that we, we do butt heads a little bit at times from that standpoint, but I never really have a problem with him. You know, at the end of the day, we, you know, we are going to be on the same team at all times. Um, and, you know, we're, we're going to get through our difference of opinions at times, um, you know, professionally and, and just because that's the type of relationship that we have. And thankfully, because it starts from the top, you know, his, the rest of his coaching staff are the exact same way. You know, they may not always like what I say, <clears throat> excuse me. And sometimes, you know, they come in, you know, if I walk back towards their office, they're like, oh no, Jackie's back here again. I'm like, sorry, you know, <laughs> sometimes I have to be the bearer of bad news. But, um, you know, at the end of the day, we just, we have a really great relationship and from all, you know, all the coaching coaches over here, it just, we, we just work really well together. So it's very, very unusual that football is this easy to communicate with the coaches. A lot of times other schools, that's not the case. Um, but, you know, we're, I'm very fortunate from that standpoint. You know, Jackie, and finally, you mentioned football coming up. So this next month, of course, four games all taking place. But it's been a weird offseason for a bunch of reasons with a condensed summer, obviously no spring. You're getting kids back at different times in August. How did you just try to, from just from the standpoint of injury prevention, work these kids back into the fold and communicate, hey, maybe we can't go full speed this day or just make sure kids aren't getting burned out because they haven't played in so long? Well, I mean, I think the burned out part was not a problem. They were so excited to be back and ready to get going that – it wasn't really a hard standpoint from that aspect of it. They were ready to go. Uh, and more, more often than not, it was holding them back a little bit to making sure they were ready because some of them did not have access to, you know, weight rooms went over this, you know, away period. They did not have access to a football field, even in some cases. So, you know, they were by themselves a lot and they couldn't, you know, go and work out or do drills really like they wanted to. So, you know, coach Striff and I really worked a lot together to try to come up with a plan and, really, you know, the entire strength conditioning staff, we kind of had all talked about how we were going to handle this for all of our student athletes, not just football, but making sure that they, you know, we kind of eased into it. And um, instead of just, okay, we're going to, you know, this is how we would be in August. We couldn't really do that. And thankfully we were able to get them back in here earlier in the summer. So we had the first group come back June 15th and then just kind of cycled them through. Um, I think the last group of uh, the, the training camp roster came in early July and, you know, we were able to kind of get them ready. So we had a little bit of time, which was nice. Um, I would have loved more. I would have loved the entire summer to make sure that they were ready. But, you know, we, we take what we can get. Um, I think the good thing is that we did actually extend our training camp a little bit longer because we could. You know, we didn't have that first game right away. And so we were able to delay it just a little bit and give us more time to prepare. Um, you know, but 
it, it's, it's been a group effort. It's not just something that was me or even my staff. You know, we worked with strength and conditioning a lot and came up with plans on, on how to get people ready and try to decrease injury as much as possible. And I mean, you can't prevent everything, but hopefully we, we helped out a little bit and we're ready to play this weekend. Well, Jackie, if we see those orange sunglasses at Georgia Southern, they'll know they're yours just to give people a heads up. But uh, thanks for the time. I know there's so much to talk about, and I appreciate your expertise. Absolutely. The sunglasses will be out in force. Don't worry.